fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 What's up, everybody? It's Sunday, October 23rd, 2011, episode 93 of The Hot Box. My name is Matt. My name's Ian. We bring you the latest in cannabis-related news, of course, every week. I uh, did a little episode last night, or when was that? Friday? It Friday. was Friday, yeah. when we were supposed to. You were sick. really sick. Did you I, see me in here just sweating? And I just did. Like, I was like, holy uh, crap. I would turn the heaters down, but it's already <laughs> like 60 degrees in here. You were just a mess. Yeah. I did appreciate you making it out here, though. That was, that was cool. It was almost Share some germs my ways. I know. It, it was. And it's the Sabbath today. That's Sunday. right. We, re- we relax. God, God created the world, and then we come here to, to make fun of it and discuss. Uh, you can call 406-204-4687, hotboxpodcast.com slash live. Uh, we got two cameras there and the chat room, if you care to. Uh, first, I do want to mention podcastawards.com. Hope you all have been supporting the show. We're the only pot-related show in the news politics. Politics. Uh, we're in there with some some left shows, some right shows, and then us. Where do we fall in there? Are we just kind of right in the middle under the logical universal, moral? I believe. Universal. Both the right and the left can right, right. relate with our topic. I although. like bits and pieces from each, and I dislike massive parts of each equally. So I feel like sets yeah. us right in the middle there, right yeah. in the ditch. Yeah. Wait, uh, do you have an answer when somebody asks if you're a rightist or a leftist or a I Republican say, or a Democrat? I'm or a, a humanist. Okay, I'm a humanist over a nationalist. I mean, you, you, you know, you. I'm a communist <laughs> at heart, a fascist by action, and a humanist by birth. And then they usually are done talking to me at that point, <laughs> especially here. You're like, oh God, run, run plug away. the kids' ears. Oh, and an atheist. I mentioned that. Uh, podcastawards.com. Vote for the hotbox in news politics every day from like two weeks ago to two weeks ahead. I just, just vote every day. Vote on multiple machines. Vote just all the time. From your phone. Vote from, from your, your computer. Phone. From everything. <laughs> Justin Fan Red says, humanism's overrated. <laughs> People accuse me of being a humanist. And then I spit in their face and say, there, what's up now, human? You don't mean that to me. You don't mean anything to me. So news politics, do that for uh, me, would you please? Uh, we got a study I just saw that uh, on Facebook today. Getting my information from Facebook. <laughs> I checked the sources. It's okay. I feel fine doing that. It's fine. But uh, basically, I'm glad you feel okay by stooping uh, that low. Well, when the link goes to a site which headline says molecular cancer research, yeah, I'm cool with that. <laughs> uh, that it looks like a journal. Thanks, Facebook. I know, right? I Sure. Uh, basically, plant-derived cannabinoids, including 9-tetrahydrocannabinol, THC, induce apoptosis in leukemic cells, although the precise mechanism under which this happens uh, remains unclear. Sounds like they need to do some more research. But that's a cool sign so far to see that basically what apoptosis means cell death, right? So mm-hmm. basically, the THC cannabinoid is going into these only leukemic cells, as far as we know, and it's killing them. Leaving softly, the health, you think? How softly? Killing him softly with think? his song, maybe drumming his fingers <laughs> through hair. Right before it just <laughs> moves on to the next. I one. bet it's killing them s- s- kinder it's killing than them other methods yes. to kill leukemia cells. Right, I'm like sure blasting that... them with radiation. Right, right. <laughs> hitting them with like a Hadouken canvas fireball. <laughs> That's interesting, though, and I would, I would truly opt. For smoking pot, than getting blasted with uh, negatively charged ions in it. What, 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 what if the negatively charged ions got you high though? Uh, if they made it so I could fly, like really, not like oh I'm so high, I'm totally <laughs> flying right now. No, you're sitting in the couch. If it did that or gave me some other sort of superhero attribute. I'm, I'm and, down. And then what schedule do you think that uh, uh, blasting someone with radiation? What is that schedule two? Because there is right? medical uh, <laughs> usage on that. Yeah, it I mean, does it's, have it's medical dangerous. properties. It's dangerous. I don't think it's addicting. 
No, no. I don't. Does it change your mind state? Yes, it does. Doesn't yes, it? Does it? Yes. you get blasted with enough yes, of that? Your brain starts leaking out of your ear. Well, not only that, but I think that uh, uh, the physical effects um, play a lot into your, you know, your stress level or your happiness and things. And so, yeah, I, I, I don't think that most people going through. I guess I shouldn't say most. I am sure there are some people going through uh, uh, like, radiation Hit me again. treatment. Turn yeah. it up. Yeah. Blast me with those let's, negative. Let's have it. Yes. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so uh, THC treatment decreased the bad phosphorylation at SER-112, but failed to alter the level of phosphobad on-site SER-136. Uh, that has been reported to be associated with phosphatinatolina. Three can... I don't even know what I'm reading here. So, um, <laughs> I think reading that's it really good. Fast. I think that's, lost me. <laughs> I think that's really good. Uh, this is an interesting study here, and I like to see more uh, of the same. So... Good job, molecular cancer research. I, I think anytime research is done, um, you know, we always learn something new about cannabis. <laughs> Justin Fanred says, I'm glad you admitted that. <laughs> yeah. Could you tell? <laughs> was it my pronunciation? <laughs> the blank look on my face. So anytime this research is done, I, I just I find it uh, encouraging that uh, we're always learning something else positive about cannabis. Right. It it's seems not like that... they found it out and it was like, oh, my God, cannabis is killing all of the cells equally without right. bias. <laughs> yeah. It, and not only that, but, you know, when was the last time a uh, a study came out about cannabis that was actually negative? You know, like, when was the last time a report was done or a scientific research project was done on cannabis that the results came back as harmful or dangerous or, you there know? There have been a few, but they were completely – it was like the Dr. Andrew Wakefield study that came out and said vaccines cause autism. And then 10 years later, right. it was completely stricken and he lost his license or whatever. I, I guess is what I meant is, is that there hasn't been a, a, a recent true study. Yeah, there hasn't right. been a recent study done that says, oh, my Lord, if you have this condition and smoke cannabis, right. it's going to make it much worse. It's always you know? been improving. Right. Correct. That's interesting, Correct. right? It, like the more light that's shed on the use of this plant, the more benefits that we're finding for it. The it seems that the the risks or the negatives of cannabis have already been discovered and already been plumbed to their depths. Right, because so, that's what they were looking for. When correct. you start a study with it in your mind that oh, I have to find these negative effects, otherwise I'm gonna lose my job. Like yeah, of course. And and I think that that's true with most uh, scientific research is that when you set out to find a particular set of results, that's what you find. Right. Or, or the absence of those results. You know? Right. And so right. um, you know, and, and then they publish it with different wording to make it right yeah. you know we're seeing that come out of cern right now you know right. you have you have them looking for something and finding it these particles yeah correct and then you know but the th they're not going to stumble across something that they're not looking for because right. the machines aren't built to do that much like these tests on cannabis they're not designed to find things that they're not looking for good point good point well it's good that and i hope that the more uh it's just one more nail in the coffin of the schedule one I don't want to call it. What, what, how do, what do you say about that? The Schedule One phenomenon, uh, the the, the, the misclassification. Yeah, the there myth. you go. Misclassification um, of cannabis. Right. I mean, and I think that uh, uh, it says here, you know, that, that Colorado formally asked the DEA about uh, this whole Schedule One uh, mythology, or the federal lie. patients have been formally asking the DEA every meeting they have with them. Back when Irvin Rosenfeld was doing the. Uh, committee hearings with those guys like he him and his doctors and a judge was like look this should not be schedule one do you and think that during is. those hearings uh it's like one of those situations where Irvin would stand up and everybody that's been there before is kind of like oh god here we go yeah and then he right. says his whole piece a nice big presentation and the person like the head speaker is like oh let's us think about that no no next never Right, you know. And like, next time, no. Just to <laughs> save you a plane ticket, and the time after that, still no. Yeah. Like, wow, guys, really? That's <laughs> not a very fair or balanced, is it? It's not even listen. But yeah, uh, what happens though? Those are individuals. What happens when a whole state asks? Uh, they I'm just sure say no, but louder. <laughs> no, so or, you all can hear. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> and you in the back. No. <laughs> Um, I, and I'm wondering, you know, the, the individuals, like we talked, uh, uh, before about my uncle, how he sense, uh, certain drugs that are schedule two, he feels that they are safer than schedule ones. Right. I and mean, if you talk about the morphine and the cocaine and methamphetamines, 
Um, because the federal government has classified them as Schedule Two, he feels that they are safer than the Schedule One drugs, which is right. which is a complete lack of not only experience but uh, awareness and and education. Yeah. Or and, and I think the biggest one is just awareness. I mean, everybody has seen the damage that some of these Schedule Two drugs do in people's well, and lives. I, I posted this on Google Plus earlier. It's a, a nice chart. I think I saw it on Facebook first about annual global deaths. Alcohol, 1.8 million. Cigarettes, 4.9 million. Pharmaceuticals, 3.5 million. Cannabis, zero. Another Facebook study. One of these things is not like the others. <laughs> <laughs> Another Facebook study. Yes, true. But still true in the numbers. Looked it up. Those are true annual death numbers. Well, and, you know, even here in Montana, the fact that, you know, prescription drugs kill more people every year than all traffic accidents and illicit drug use mm-hmm. combined, mm-hmm. you know, and that's and that's in our small state here. Um, I think that w- it may be a little uh, uh, uneven because in Montana, I think a lot more people do manual labor. They're they're blue sure. collar citizens. Sure. And so, you know, working hard. Yeah, you're, you may have aches and pains. And the average individual, when you're in that situation, they go to the doctor and do what the doctor tells you to do. Because that's physical therapy three days a week. I'd love to pay for that. I really would. <laughs> MRIs, CAT scans. I would love to give you thousands of dollars. But right now, I just yeah. Talk I'm to my boss. <laughs> literally breaking my back to yeah, right. make ends meet. Let alone whatever else is going on. So what did the what did the DEA say to Colorado? The DEA said to Colorado, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I don't know if they've have they responded yet. Um, I I, doubt I don't it. think so. I mean, it took them nine years to deny that. Uh, yeah, petition, the, the, so. eight eight years of just putting it on the back burner, and then like one day of oh yeah, reply no, send <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. That's all you get. Oh, we actually have to answer this. I thought we've already said no. Yeah, no. they uh, they had some language here in House Bill 1284, the 2010 measure that established the regulatory structure for medical marijuana in Colorado. And there's a passage in there that enumerates the powers and duties of the state licensing authority under the heading, the state licensing authority shall, in recognition of the potential med- medicinal value of medical marijuana, make a request by January 1st, 2012 to the Federal Drug Enforcement Administration to consider rescheduling for pharmaceutical purposes medical marijuana from a Schedule One controlled substance to a Schedule Two controlled substance. Uh, and who is that state licensing authority? Hmm? An earlier section of the bill hands this role to the, quote, Executive Director of the Department of Revenue. Ooh. Is that odd? Surprising. Is that odd? Wow. Or the Deputy Director of the Department of Revenue if the Executive Director so designates. That means Barbara Broll, who was appointed Executive Director of the DOR on June 30th by the Governor John Hickenlooper, is the person directed to make such a request. She has not designated this role to a deputy because she says... Uh, or because Department of Revenue spokesman Mark Crouch says there's not presently a deputy to whom she could do so. We're actually trying to uh, trim some fat, if you know what I mean. Yeah, we're laying off a ton of people. Right, right. Uh, did the folks at the department remember that this was on their state-mandated to-do list before receiving a call from Westward? That's unclear, but Couch <laughs> emphasizes that Brol will do so. There's a shell on this in 1284, he points out. It's on her radar, he says. She is aware of it. And I talked to the d- director of the enforcement division, George Thompson, and he too is aware of it. Well, that's good, right? I mean, awareness is usually the first it's step. It's on the radar? Uh, on the no radar, maybe? Like, the, I don't know. What does that mean? It's been on their radar for 50 years because they're... Yeah. Uh, how and when will such a request be made? Will Brol simply write a letter, or will she pull together a more robust package featuring data demonstrating marijuana's medical qualities and Colorado's buy-in as epitomized by a constitutional amendment and a regulatory scheme applied to hundreds of medical marijuana imp- statewide? Uh, Miss Barbara Brol looks like she could pull together a pretty robust package. Yeah, you think? <laughs> in other words, there's a lot up in the air. But what's not is Brol's charge to formally request that the DEA move marijuana from Schedule 1 to Schedule 2. Should it be Schedule 2 even? 
I mean, there's medical properties, but it's not dangerous. Or addictive. Or addictive. So it should be Schedule 3, right? If scheduled at all. Is alcohol on a schedule? Um, it's not three, is it? You know, no. I don't uh, think it is at all. It's just, it's regulated it by... No, it's a controlled substance. Let me see here. It's only a controlled substance as far as you have to be 21 to consume it, though, right? It's not... Right. I think the scheduling are things for medical. Like, alcohol is not for medical. I mean, it was back in the <laughs> the Wild West days where they're like, bring me the gin, he, like, pours it on his bullet hole wound and then, you know, yanks a bullet out with his fingers. <laughs> That's only on TV. It's nice and clean and sterile. Here, bite down on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um. All right. So, well, there's also Schedule 4 and 5, you know. and so Really? I, I was not aware of that. What's on that? Like, oh, Lucky well, schedule- Charms and Cocoa Puffs or what? <laughs> what are we talking well, about? Well, Schedule 3 substances um, are have a potential for abuse, but it's less... Than substances in schedules one or two, of course. Obviously, do we um, have an example as far as what um, sort of substances? Example of schedule three narcotics include combination products containing less than fifteen milligrams of hydrocodone per dosage. So, like Tylenol threes, codeine, codeine, codeine okay. those kinds of things. So, um, and those can be suboxone. abused if you take a, a whole bunch of them. Correct, and and that's why it's a controlled substance. Schedule three, uh, hmm. schedule four are um, how many schedules are there? Five. Oh wow. And so Schedule Four drugs are other drugs like Xanax and Klonopin. Okay, and your benzodiazepines. Correct. Your antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Exactly. Muscle relaxers. I don't think that those... Your necess- goofballs, your whammies, <laughs> your whammo-blammos. You know, I don't think that uh, those are these drugs necessarily give you like a high... Where does Rockstar on that schedule? Cause That's I Schedule drink Five. every day. That's Schedule Five. And I get headaches if I don't. Funny um, enough, though, when I stop smoking pot, I don't get headaches. That's... That's weird. And, and so Thanks, Schedule 5 has to do with, like, cough syrups, you know, like Robitussin AC and Phenanagram, like your prescription. Fener- yeah, yeah. You have to take a whole bottle of it to really induce the robo trip <laughs> from the dextromethorphan OD. Right. That's not nice. I wouldn't know. She is a harsh mistress. That's, that's what I've heard. Mm. That's really what I've heard. Yeah. Um, so you have these these I guess alcohol is not a controlled substance even though it has even though an there's age limit it's the ATF though that's a whole other department uh, yes, this right this is the DEA for right sure. right okay okay so we have alcohol just like tobacco is not a scheduled substance that, that's alcohol that, that's ATF too how do they make that that differentiation between those two. Like, we're going to give alcohol and tobacco to the gun guys, and we're going to give right. the rest of this stuff over to, to the, the DEA. Probably because um, it's so widely available. Hmm. That's interesting. So, and we're seeing more of this, too, kind of moving on. In Lake Forest, California, a letter from federal prosecutors accomplished what nearly $600,000 in legal fees could not do in this Orange County suburb. It shut down medical marijuana shops. More of them getting shut down, of course, across the state. Uh, are they still trying to do that here? Or did they shut down all of the ones they didn't want open? <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're just, they're they're looking to, you know, they're looking for as much ammunition right. in, in every state, you know. Um, there are still, you know, in Montana, you, you, I hope that the dispensary workers and owners are aware that, there are like secret shoppers that go around and hope that you will sell something to them. I mean, I think that that's how. Have some... you seen those? Have they come into your shop at all? I am pretty sure there really? has been a few. Well, there's you know once a week or two, uh, uh, somebody will come in and expect to buy something that I cannot sell to them. Interesting. No card or not filed. Uh, under it, you? I mean, there's all sorts of different. That's crazy. You know, and some people obviously are just they have a card, but they're not my patient, so right. they and that know. works. In other states, but not here. Correct. Unless correct. you're from out of state, right? Or did that change? No. Because before uh, you could come no. in with a California card. No. Even before really? you couldn't come in and purchase marijuana, you could possess it, but not purchase it. Really? Because even yeah. under the well, caregiving system, as a caregiver, you were only able to divert your cannabis to your patients. And an out-of-state patient is not so your patient. So they could only have it. They would correct. have to sign up under you with their out-of-state card? Uh, that seems they silly. Can't, they can't sign up. I can they go to sign up. I can go to California and buy booze in their liquor store. Well, sure. 
I know. But, that, uh, that just seems silly. And, but that, see, that's a, that's a major misconception, and it, and I've dealt with that uh, since I started working at the dispensary, is that you know somebody from Hawaii or California would come into the shop and expect to get something, and... You know, they'd gotten product at other places. Yeah, because I was under the impression you could. Right, most people were. But the law, and people were saying this was a... (laughs) Right. People were saying this was a gray area, which to me it wasn't. Maybe that's what it... Okay. Because it explicitly says that as a caregiver, you can only provide to your patients. Someone with an out-of-state card is not your patient and nor can they sign up underneath of you. Right. And so there's no legal way for citizen. you to make a transaction. Right. Now, you can gift things. Right, you could You give can just them give pot. it to them if you would like. Sure, and you can um, drop 20 on the floor, whatever. Maybe I'll pick it up, maybe not. Then you're getting risky. I mean, I, I, know, I, I had a I, I had a gentleman come in, and it was so funny because he he was standing out in the I waiting just area. Can't hold on to my money. It's, <laughs> it's keep dropping it all over the place. out of my here. pockets. <laughs> I need to find more people like that. I know, right? Um so there's a gentleman that came into the dispensary several months ago and uh, while I was helping out one patient he was standing out in the waiting area not a patient of mine and he was on on his cell phone and he was having a conversation I think with himself because uh, as I was eavesdropping on his phone conversation, it wasn't really making much sense. So then he came into the service room after the patient, my my patient left, and he present he pulls out this Manila envelope that has like, oh I don't know, probably thirty or forty pieces of paper, and like you know it looks like it's been like weathered pretty receipts well. Business receipts or like no like like notes? medical paperwork oh, kind okay, of thing. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, and his the first thing out of his mouth was, "Hey bro, I have my Washington card. Can I pick up an ounce?" <laughs> Can I pick up an ounce, hey, bro? And <laughs> sure. Well, the funny thing is, is that I mean, we'll talk about this in a minute, probably about uh, dispensary etiquette. Oh yes, but please. like even my patients, I I don't know, like it it just it felt awkward. Like he didn't see it felt him off. Yeah, like I, hey, bro, can I buy some reefer? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, Mr. Officer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you oh, know, man. I. I asked him, you know, if I could see his Montana card, and as uh. I'm starting to explain, I was going to explain the concept of signing up under a, pro- a caregiver. Right. He said, well, I just have my Washington card. And I said, oh, well, I'm sorry, but, I, you know, I won't be able to help you out. You can possess marijuana in Montana, but I can't legally sell it to you. Right. And he said, oh, come on, man, just this once. Uh, that's the giveaway. Who says that? That's a red flag. Man, that's, dude, if, meth just once. Right. If, like, if somebody says no to you here. in a place of business... Yeah, the answer is probably no. I'm not your mom and dad. They're gonna be like, "Okay, honey, just this once, though." Right. Like, so my answer was, you know, I smiled and was like, "No, sorry, that's that would be breaking the law." And he said, "Well, I'm not gonna tell anyone. Come on, man." And and pushy, you know, like this this kind of this pushy situation, like a hard sell. Right. That's, like, that's, I had to say yeah, no three times before he left. And as he left, you know, I thought the whole time like that. No means no, dude. Come right, on. That was so uncomfortable because <laughs> oh, a man. patient that comes in and I can't sell to them because they have a different caregiver or provider or whatever. When they hear no, they know that it means no. And they right. they carry on. They they don't well, keep and then again, pushing. you you said that it's a it's a place of business. How many businesses do you go to to buy things that they're like, no, you can't buy that, right? Imagine and going into the pharmacy and being sure, like, hey, sure. uh, hey, bro, I don't I need some <laughs> oxy's just this one, <laughs> yeah, just this once. I'm man. hurting, Look it up. bro. I'm hurting. Look it up. Come on. Like, I, I had a prescription last year. I got my Washington work? prescription. I got <laughs> right. the stack of pads here. I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> right. How many pieces? <laughs> Give of me paper some do goofies. Come on. But I, yeah, that company sent me a book of prescription paper or uh, you know prescription notes. Right. Uh, a company that sells like prescription bags and prescription bottles and all those different things. Well, they sent me a sample package at my request. Sure. Um, of different okay. products. Well, one of the products that they sent me a sample of is a prescription book. Hmm. And I, I, it's handy. I, well, I, you didn't bring it, did you? It's at the <laughs> shop. Well, I was just, I was kind of curious as to what, like, what does, th- what does it entail? What does well, a doctor do to aware? write a prescription? Oh, yeah, true. What does he? D- does his office call it in? Do because not not for all prescriptions. Probably for like this the schedule two, two drugs. They have you have to have the physical prescription, right? So like, I just thought it was kind of interesting that this company is sending out prescription booklets yeah I, like as a sam did they say sample on them or no just like no they were legit they come <laughs> in like this folder thing no i mean like i was actually like really surprised huh. interesting 
Well, that's cool. So, dispensary etiquette. Now, this is going to differ depending on what state you're from. Some states are like 7-Elevens. Anyone can go into any dispensary. I right. think California, Colorado are like that. Uh, here in Montana, you have to be signed up under the dispensary Correct. that so you, you to, are receiving your medicine from. The person that pot. you choose to be your provider under SB 423 is solely responsible for providing you with all of your medicinal cannabis. Now, you can switch providers. At your whim. It is your right and your decision. How long does that take usually? If I want to switch providers to somebody else, does, am I going to have to? I can't just go in that day and be like, no, I switched, look, and then get my stuff. My weed, my marijuana, my cannabis. Well, okay, so there's a form that you have to fill out. Sure. And it gets sent into the state, and when the state gets around to processing it, they update your registry in the state's database, and they send you a new card that has your provider's name on the card. Um, and so it, it doesn't take very long, obviously, to fill out the piece of paper unless you can't write or read, and then it might be a little bit more difficult. Um, but I've actually – I mean, here's the funny thing, talking about dispensary etiquette, is that um, – I've actually filled. I've actually had to fill out a lot of paperwork for people and just have them put their mark on it because um, that An information. X. Yeah. Well, <laughs> asking them to <laughs> actually write out their name and uh. date of birth. See, this paperwork gets sent to a state office where they receive thousands of pieces of mail every right, week. Right. And so when you slop together your piece of paperwork and you can't read it. They can't either. To the and back of the They pile don't care to process th- at it. all. They don't give a crap. It could get lost. I mean, they really they don't take the time. They're not going to decipher your hieroglyphs because you didn't take the time to fill it out in legible writing. Um, and so I've filled out quite a few people's paperwork and literally just asked them to put put your mark on here because we I couldn't read the previous form. Um, that paperwork gets processed in the state enabling the person that you just signed up under to provide you with your meds. Mm -hmm. Um, So, no, it doesn't take very long, although in the state of Montana, it can take up to four to six weeks to get your card after the paperwork's been sent in. Interesting. Um, And and that's probably because the sheer amount of paperwork and – Etc. And they well, and how many people are handling that? One or did they no, expand? Well, now? they have recently expanded because it started out with just one. There was one person there getting, and all... then they hired another. It used to be just two ladies until or, yeah. SB four twenty three happened, and then they brought on a small staff. Um, <laughs> you got to realize that in the month of July, there were thirty thousand patients without providers, and so there was a right. lot of paperwork that came in in that month. You know, um, that was the renewal month, right? No, that, that was, was when that was it switched over. On July first, everybody's caregiver got cleaned off their registry, right. and so nobody and had a provider. provider. Right, right. Nobody had a provider. Nobody had a caregiver, and so technically, after July first, to purchase cannabis, everyone had to start over. Basically, you had to right. sign up underneath someone, and so with thirty thousand provider, because not all those caregivers <clears throat> were straight under the new law. Well, correct. And then on, under July, during July, the transition on July first, the providers had to go and fill out their paperwork first before they could sign up anyone underneath of them. Right. And so the, the key thing was to go to Helena and fill out your paperwork right away. Um, but uh, uh, anyway. Um, so basically the point of that is that the dispensaries here, you have people going in there that you they're your customers. You see them most all the time. It's not like one in, in California where you right. see 100 different people. So when I say dispensary etiquette, I mean there's a certain – Je ne sais quoi of how you handle yourself in a, bu- a business such as this, and and there's also different echelons of dispensaries. You know, right. you, you have you have the the this, pot shops. You this have behavior would have been more acceptable in perhaps a different place, but I, I don't oh, think sure. so. And here's what he's talking about. I don't know. Um, Tell, hit, hit us with this. this I, is- I had an an elderly woman that is new to using cannabis, which means that she started using marijuana because she got a prescription for it. And so she obviously has lots of questions. Um, I was her first provider. And so uh, walking her through like the learning process of getting involved with cannabis is, is rather in depth. She was one of the people that just got signed up because it became legal. She wasn't. So she She had had never used it. She she had never used it when she first came into my office. She was completely embarrassed. She had no idea, you know, like she 
walking into a, a whole culture that you know nothing about can be very intimidating. Especially when what you did know about <laughs> it was pretty negative, I would say. Correct. Coming from her generation. And because she's using cannabis literally to help her with her ailments, she is curious about how it's going to help and... W- she has certain um, effects that she wanted to avoid. So this this elderly woman, 65, 70, something like that, is standing in, in the office, and, and I'm answering her questions and, and making suggestions and, and you know talking to this woman about her experience. In comes this guy, a younger guy, probably around the age, my age, 28, uh, 25, somewhere in there, comes into the office, and I, and I have a sign now that says one patient at a time, and I've always kind of enforced this uh, just kind of verbally, you know, it's, it's privacy, and some people don't care if there's somebody in a service room or standing next to them, you know, like talking to them about what kind of weed they like or whatever. But in this woman's case, in comes this young guy, and he, and he stands right next to her, and he reaches in front of her to grab one of the display jars, and he lifts it up, and I said, hey, bud, uh, you want to give us just a minute? I, I'll help you out in just a second, one patient at a time. And he, and he just he stopped for just a second, he looks at me, and he says, man, I'm in a fucking hurry. She can wait. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> nice old lady just <clears throat> getting her medicine. And- can and, oh my god! And so this woman kind of put her hands not like not like up like you were pointing a gun at her, but she was immediately uncomfortable, right? Um, kind of intimidated, and well, yeah, you, this kid's reaching over her, like right. old ladies have a a bubble, <laughs> a bubble. Yeah, I have a bubble, and so she kind of took about two steps back before I I verbally kicked the guy out of my shop, you know, and informed him that he would no longer be a patient there. One, you can't you can't come into my business and be an absolute asshole, insult yeah. one of my other customers, and then just be a general dick about it. Yeah, especially someone like that. Like you have to really treat with little kid gloves because it has she's come from such a a generational gap that's been so negative with propaganda and pushing this stuff down their throat. And like she's finally in there and this is going to help her for sure. Right. She needs this. And can you hurry it up? Like, really? Or you can wait because I'm in a hurry. Yeah. You know, and he was in there looking for a gram of chronic. You know, and right. So- for five bucks, probably. It was like, I'll pay you later. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? it's, it's not, well, not Come quite. On. But We're right, yeah. the point that is, is, is there. And the concept behind this is that. Although some people uh, enjoy the social aspect of using cannabis and enjoy hearing what other people uh, have to say about their experiences, Mm. there are people that don't want to hear about your experiences. They don't want to stand next to you. They don't even really want you to see them there. And, And there's quite a few of those people. And it's not just the older people that are like that it's also there are younger individuals that don't really care to have anyone else know their business or know you know whether it's you pull a hundred dollar bill out of your pocket and somebody is uncomfortable knowing that this other person knows you have money you know like it's it's this privacy line at the atm thing like don't stand on my butt while i'm trying to do this you know yeah exactly and so and i've always felt that cannabis is such a a personal thing anyway you know it affects everybody uh differently from person to person um people use it for different reasons you know, some people use it for different reasons during the same day. You yeah, know, you, for sure. You different have your strains, sativas, you have your indicas, it, yep. you have your, you know, whatever. And so with this personal approach to cannabis, sometimes it's nice to have a personal minute to make your decision. Especially if you ask new. questions. And especially there's if you're There's a new. lot to learn. I mean, there's a lot. An immense amount of We're of still stuff learning. Learn. And, <laughs> you know, every day we're learning. And it's funny because if, if uh, you've spent much time around cannabis, you know, you feel like you know quite a bit about it. And it's interesting um, how, like... Uh, how much information that like that I've gathered to assist my patients on making their choices you know it's 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 quite extensive and a lot of people um feel like they are embarrassed by asking um what they would consider to be a silly question um you know uh, so indicas are the ones that are uplifting you know and and you can you can tell their hesitance you can kind of tell their their you know insecure approach to asking the questions because they might be under the impression that everybody already knows that, and they're they the don't want to be the don't. one asking the right. dumb question. There. And, and in reality, it's not a stupid question because it's it has to do with your health and your desires For and sure. what you're getting out of cannabis. You should know what is you know 
Correct. And if you're not sure, you should definitely ask, you know, especially in a medical marijuana program. I don't want to go home and smoke some indica when I have something I need to get done and just end up passing out. Like you ask that stuff and maybe they don't know that there's different strains that do different things. They just think it's all pot. And most newcomers to cannabis do think that, you know, that's all the same. It's all the same. And then they see that, you know, there's there's 24 jars sitting on the table and they have all this different information and they're all called something different. And it's really overwhelming at first. And so, you know, this trial and error process, but, um, the, the people, and it's, again, it's not just the elderly. It's not just the middle-aged people. It's everybody that's involved in this program has questions or should have a few questions, but some people are embarrassed to ask those questions in front of someone they don't know. Um, the issue that I'm getting at here is is kind of uh, respecting other people's privacy um, in a dispensary and really in general. But in a dispensary, I think it's I think that um, people would appreciate you know staying out of their bubble or you know waiting your turn or and I know this is like really elementary to well, talk about. Check this. this out. If I'm at the bank and I'm doing something, cashing my paycheck or something, and you're in back of me and you just hop up there and you're like, "Hey, can you fucking hurry? I I, I gotta go. I just need to cash this real quick." Mm-hmm. Like that's that what you know that that is an unacceptable way to behave. Mm-hmm. What makes it any? What makes it okay? Just because it's a dispensary. Because it's I pot? I think so. I think it's just like, because bro, it's a dispensary. Like, bro, we're all bros. We're all bros. The old exactly. lady's a bro. It's cool, bro. Exactly. Yeah, Peace that's... and love, man. Like, I just want my smoke so Like, I'm in go. a dispensary around lawyers' offices and financial institutions. How? What do you think? It, right. Yeah, that, um, that's... And, that's, and that's, that's been one of the biggest things that I've had to... Uh, kind of uh, fight with at the dispensary is is the, one patient at a time or just kind of like wait your turn uh, first come first serve kind of thing because right. um, it do you cut do you cut it off at a certain extent I mean obviously you're not going to spend a half hour with someone if you have a line of patients but do you you give them as much time as they generally correct and if somebody need. wants if somebody really wants to have an in depth conversation about something or they have lots of questions and there's someone else in line I will just simply ask the first person. Exactly. I would love to ask answer your questions. Let me get these other folks out of here so that we can have this conversation. Right, because some people you can talk to about this all day because they really just don't have that base knowledge, that Correct. foundation. So Correct. You, you could spend a lot of time with Correct. some people. And I would hope that some people go out of their way uh, first to look around online and find a lot of this information before they come in. I don't know. Maybe old ladies don't. You don't, you don't expect people to do their own research. I, I would hope that you would have an idea of what you were getting into. Uh, I mean, I, I granted the old ladies aren't going to do that because they don't no, have the Nobody internet, does but. that. Nobody? Nobody. Oh, okay. I mean, there's very maybe one in a hundred. <laughs> right. One in a hundred actually like will do research on their own. I mean, look at the past uh, six months of our cannabis program in the state. Sure. We've had this petition. We've had this legislative process. We've had all these these things going on, and everybody – pretends like they want to know what's going on. I just don't really think that that's the case because I, I've answered the same question from the same person more than once. Really? Sometimes several times. Hmm. So where's the petition at? And I've seen that online. Oh yeah. Just the same questions over and over. And, and honestly, if, if you can read, you could answer all these questions yourself. They're they're not hidden. It's not secret information, (laughs) you know? Um, but the fact is, is that people don't necessarily look up things on their own, but that's what your dispensary is for. Kind of. Yeah. Because if you have a question about finances, you ask the bankers, you know, you may do some research at home a little bit, but you, you go to because someone they're for the advice. experts, right? Correct. I assume that someone working in a dispensary, Correct. and this may not always be the case, but I assume that you have more knowledge than I do because Correct. that's your job. And and, and in most cases, I, I probably do than most of my patients just because of my involvement in said activities. Um the the professional aspect of of information from a dispensary uh, is is also invaluable. Um, sometimes when I guess is what I should say is that sometimes you don't want to just read it to get all your your information because um, people when they're reading things they interpret it 
differently. Right, right. And so as you're reading through an article and you interpret something out of it, sometimes it's nice to bounce that There's idea. There's no context. When Correct. you're explaining, you give them the full context as well or, as the information. Or explain it in different terms. You know, sure. if I have to if I have to explain it in metaphors uh, relating <laughs> things to car parts, sure. then Could then that. that's possible. This here's to your do. carburetor. <laughs> What's <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This is the transmission. Right. Um um and it's a manual, so be careful. So the bottom line is when you go into a dispensary, just don't be a dick. I mean, is that, right. can we say it in well, those terms, those simple, understandable yeah, terms? Yeah, be respectful. And, and it's really surprising that that's not this, the, at least it wasn't at our shop. And I know for a fact at other dispensaries, that's not how things work either. But I think it's funny that we give people so much respect and space in other businesses. But when right. it comes to your dispensary, right. it's we're all just scumbag potheads, right? Essence. And not everybody, but there's no. a lot of there's people. A few. You know, there's even <laughs> older people that don't respect other people's privacy. Sure. Oh man, I had this other older lady, and I mean, she's an absolute crack up. She's an old hippie. I mean, she's really funny, but no, she doesn't respect anybody else's bubble. And oh, so, like wow. when I put this. Loud I, and giving hugs. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so when I put this one patient at a time sign up and, you know, she comes in to, to when I was helping someone else and she comes around the corner and I said, hey, Judy, I posted this sign up uh, uh, on the on the wall there. Uh, if you want to check that out. So, you know, so this this lady walks out there and reads a sign and you can see her face go. Oh, uh, she's like, well, I like talking to everybody, you know, and it's <laughs> well, apply for a job. <laughs> and next time I need somebody, I'll uh, <laughs> right. Or, 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 you know, go to the yeah. library or the, yeah, right. Wherever you Open go to up talk a, to people. a stand outside. That's like medical cannabis advice. Five cents. Doctors in. Mm-hmm. So, well, is that has that happened a lot, or it's only really you've only had to throw like and not throw, but you've only had to kindly ask one person to leave, right? Or has that happened before? Leave, as in like out of the service room, or leave the dispensary? Like no leave the dispensary. I've done that to four people actually because of this same. No, um, what was the other? I caught somebody. Oh, I. Uh, Smoking out in the parking lot. That's a big no Actually, in the alleyway. Correct. And, and that's so still, that's... We're right downtown. You're next to the cop shop and a bunch of lawyer offices yeah. and the Flathead Beacon. Like, yeah. why and are so, you smoking out there? You're going to get arrested and written about in the paper all in the same move. I caught a, I caught a patient smoking in front of my landlord's pickup and uh, in, in the alleyway, essentially. He was sitting on the little curb thing there. Uh, and, I, and I went out to smoke a cigarette, and here's him smoking a joint out there. And so I... I, I guess I wasn't the most polite person, but I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Get <laughs> Like, what? That's common sense, right? Though, like, dude. There's this stigmatism that, you know, us, us dirty potheads do nothing but smoke pot and and We're trying whatever. to break that a little bit. Right. And, and by so, you doing that? Right. Mm. And as, you know, I tell all of my patients that you're a representative of the entire medical marijuana program. And the way that you carry yourself and your card reflects on everybody. For sure. And that's been being said since the beginning. I right. I mean, I've, I've been seeing that echoed all over. Yeah. In certain Not circles. Not louder. Not loud enough, enough, perhaps. Yeah, for Maybe sure. instead of certain circles, you need to make that post public and then just get it out there. And so he, he obviously, I, I scared him away or whatever. He walked down the alleyway towards the police station, still smoking his joint. So well, this is like mindless. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> you know, not even a week later, he comes in, gets some more herb and leaves again. And I thought... I'm going to go out back and check to see if he's there. Just in case. Sure enough. There he's sitting on the same place, on the same thing. Oh, man. But this time he's got a buddy with him that didn't come into the shop, obviously. Sharing his his medicine, maybe, allegedly. So, you know, he's no longer a patient. Right. and just over that, and and you know my reason well, that is could, if that happens, you're I, I don't want to say you're responsible, but that's, I am responsible. That's because your property. That I'm a representative of the medical marijuana industry, and if you are going to be um, making our business look exactly, bad, that's what by smoking outside or loitering out front or doing anything that makes us look bad in the vicinity of my building, I am responsible for that. And we will police that. And why are you smoking pot in the alley? Like go home. I don't right? go down to the park. I smoke in the like go sit out of necessity. Under, underneath I mean, a tree somewhere or something. You know, right? not like in, you're in an urban yeah. jungle sitting on a curb. Like, it's just asking for trouble. Personally, I don't want to risk 
having to deal with a cop wanting my card and all this stuff. You know, it's just simple common oh. sense. <laughs> okay, so it's 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 ham. It's ham. It's, oh, shit. it's ham. He does this. I just want to let <laughs> oh, you know that right. he does this. So he's just it, trying to. It's dis- ham. Okay. Uh, it's, thinks, it's I'm, ham. thinks I'm gay, That's and so okay. I'd like to go over this really quick, oh, and then we'll uh, get back sure, to sure. etiquette. Um, <laughs> since I was in <laughs> ninth you. grade, um, I have dealt with people thinking I was gay. Really? Um, oh, literally you struck a nerve. So man. for like the last like <laughs> you know fourteen years, I have put up, and it's and it's not. It's a constant thing. People. A couple people every year approach me and will ask me or, you know, I've even had somebody ask my girlfriend if I was gay. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, how awkward hey, your is boyfriend, that? boyfriend, uh, is he gay? Right. Uh, or is he bi? Like, or you guys want to hook up? He, or? you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> and, it, you know, when I, when I was younger, I really tried to overcompensate for that because, you know, in ninth grade, you know, you right. got to be cool like, and manly. And, spitting on kids and punching them in the face and stuff. Or whatever. I think it influenced, <laughs> like, what car I bought and oh, what nice. music I listened to because I didn't want to... To, you know what I mean? I I, I didn't want. It's to all tap be... out in UFC, bro. <laughs> right? <laughs> um. So <laughs> it's because you're I well got... articulated. He says. M M says you speak like a gay man. Gay men are well articulated. Uh, no, that's a stereotype. Well, <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, that is a serious stereotype. So I mean, I I really think it's funny. I I should start keeping like a tally mark of how um, many of. All the people that their gaydar is broken. That's right. I'm coming after you later. So, right. That's great. Matt will come. I will on come you, after but. you later. Um, all right. So, uh, another person that I removed from the dispensary, and this mm. is something else that obviously I don't think that you should do around your dispensary, is purchase your meds and then sell them to someone else out front. And then go back in and get more? Right. I did. Oh, this was so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like what? You're you know, not even stone. What are you talking right? about? You literally were gone for about a minute and a half. And so, uh, uh, yeah, that's no good. Do that sh- again. It, all at home. Keep it at home. Well, I don't and that's they just the thing know what is that doing. what you do at your house or in the privacy of your own home, I I could care less. And right. I know for a fact that cannabis that leaves my shop finds its way into other people's hands. But I can't control. Pharmacists know the same thing. Absolutely. They can't control that. that is car not... dealers know the same thing. You know, someone without a license is eventually going to drive this car, and I don't know what Correct. to do. The point is, is that around a dispensary, people are watching. I mean, that's it's yeah. like kind of a hot spot. People are are more aware of the activities going on around a dispensary. Therefore, than... you, as a illegal pot dealer, you should keep an extra eye on that <laughs> right. and know not to sell weed around a dispensary. And not only that, but if somebody watches you go in the dispensary, watches you go out, hand your meds off to someone else. That's all on you, bud. That makes you not only your dispensary look bad, but the whole program. Because right. that person that watches you do that is going to assume that that's what everyone does. Right. Just like anybody else that does stereotypes. Yeah. <clears throat> it's ham. It's ham. Um, <laughs> so keep that in mind. I think that I think that uh, I have a – well, I have a sign posted on our dispensary that says, you know, like, pretty much get your shit and go. <laughs> right. Like, don't hang out. Don't don't wait for people out. For, there's just, a reason there's not a TV and a PlayStation 3 in here, you know? Right. Like, like get your shit and go. Here. Yeah. And if you want to – if you feel so inclined that you want to walk down the street and smoke or something, that's fine, but don't spark up for at least three blocks. Like yep. – just just walk away and then do your thing. Like, I just don't, like, I, th- I think that every dispensary owner and worker. I mean, are you that sick? Like, you can wait till you get home, right? I, I just, I find think. that really hard to. You would think. But <clears throat> that's you know, stuff we used to do when we were, like, 14 and 15. Sure, because but, you know, we people, couldn't smoke at home. Believe it or not, people do enjoy smoking. I enjoy the shit out of smoking. Well, right. And so, you know, it's kind of like. Um, I'm not like leaving the dispensary and like rolling it up and on I my agree. walk to the It's truck. not like when you, if you buy a porn mag, you're not beating off before you get to the car. You know <laughs> what I mean? So you can, you can wait until Weird. you get in the car to at unzip least, your pants. Right? At you know, like. I mean. So, but whatever. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's people that haven't been Beautiful able to metaphor. wait. I think. So. Um, I don't know. Just I, I think that every dispensary owner and everybody that w- is associated with the medical marijuana they would program appreciate that. would appreciate the fact that we're trying to uh, like get ourselves off the radar right. and get attention taken away from us. And so those kinds of activities that some people may disagree with, like keep them at home. 
Or keep them out of the view of everyone else. At it was least like, keep them away from your dispensary. Amsterdam was like that a lot. Like, you can go to any coffee shop, or at least when I was there, you could. They've changed a lot of stuff since then. This was probably over a decade ago. But you can smoke anywhere, but you notice it's not any of the locals that are doing it. It's all the tourists. And they kind of look at you if you're out there smoking like, oh, you must be a tourist. Because everyone there smokes at their house if they smoke. They're not... Outside right. smoking, or they will be in the coffee shop smoking, but no one's doing it outside. You well, know? no, because there's no room with all the with well, all true. the heroin and <laughs> prostitutes. <laughs> you know, there's no room to sit down and, and oh, smoke. places it down, spark a ball. I got junkies on the left and the right asking for <laughs> cigarettes. Jesus, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's just common sense, though, isn't it? I mean, even when you it's, leave the liquor store, you can't sense. drink right outside. I mean, Grant, that's probably because of the. It's Public. not common sense because well, yeah. there's a lot of people that are surprised. Oh, even under this new law that it is illegal to smoke in public, that still surprises people. Well, I have my card. Oh, God. Do I hate you? that excuse. Yeah. Um, another thing to that consider. That can't be used as an excuse like that. That's Oh, absolutely, absolutely it is. It absolutely be, people use that as an excuse. I have my card, though. Um, I can do I, anything I want now. I'm Superman. What kind um, of weed did you sell this guy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. That's all right. Hammy, that was not. Hammy. Come on, Hammy. Hammy, Hammy. Your name's Pink. How gay is that? <laughs> well, that is true. <laughs> all right. Um, Before we get out of here, there was this, uh, you know who Bob Krause is? He's got leukemia. He needs to benefit from some of the apoptosis we did, we talked about earlier. Uh, he used to have medical marijuana, and then the cops came to his house, and they took it all away. Today, he faces felony charges for cultivating marijuana with the intent to distribute. Bob Krause wasn't distributing, I don't believe. I don't know. Was he, was he sharing? I don't think so. I think he was so sick. <laughs> I don't think he could share, honestly. 63-year-old leukemia patient fighting for the right to fight for my life? That's what he says. They thought I was a criminal. I'll tell you, it was real intimidating when they showed up with 8 or 10 agents. I mean, that's, that's, that's about par for the course, right? Leukemia patient, you need about 10 agents to take him down. They're feisty, man. They got that radioactive super juice running through their veins. You gotta watch out. Uh, Krauss says it wasn't just his medicine the police took in May, it was also his therapy. Quote, you can lose yourself in a little garden. When I was in there working with my plants, I would forget all about what was going on inside my body. I was beating it. The effect medical marijuana had on me, on my life, was huge. I felt like I was being healed. I could feel it working in my body. A cancer patient has to hope if he is going to make it. The medical marijuana gave me hope. Stress makes cancer worse. Every day I try to eliminate stress from my life. I am fortunate to have a relationship with God. I am a man of faith. I have... All right, I'm sorry, I can't take this seriously now. <laughs> Looking back on the day his home was raided, he says, I know now never to invite the police into your home. Okay. It sucks that he had to learn it the hard way. That way, you know, instead of maybe Shit. just reading it off Facebook. Yeah, yeah, right. Like... Uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, the police were there to serve and protect. It's totally different now. Yeah. It doesn't Bob, even say that is. on their cars anymore. They've changed it to doesn't. protect and serve to, to professional and, oh, right. to professional law enforcement. It, they are not here to protect and serve. They're the law enforcement yeah. agencies are a reactionary force. Yep. They only respond when there is a law that has been broken. They Unless do not it's South protect Central. anything right. except for with intimidation. Their own jobs. Job security. They're oh, higher No, I, I guess I meant like per, like where the, the protect banks. and serve thing comes. Oh, right, right, right. Is the the only thing that they're they're necessarily protecting? They're almost not public servants anymore. They're no, like no, the and that's I think that's kind of the point soldiers. is that when you when when they say protect and serve, the only way that they protect anyone is through the use of intimidation. Sure, because you don't want to break a law because you might go to jail, kind of thing. And so, but, but they don't, they don't prevent crime with anything other than intimidation or fear. Right. They, it's like the commandments. I don't want to disrespect my parents because I'll go to hell. <laughs> I don't want to go to hell. I love you, mom and dad, even and, though you beat me all the time and, and I we don't eat think ramen that, noodles five days a week. <laughs> I still love you, though. 
spent my diaper money on crack cocaine, but I still love you because I don't want to go to hell. Which would make you uh, uh, more a, a have a better sense child. of unconditional love than that creator. That if, is true. If you can do that. If so. you can fathom that in your little brain minds, <laughs> go ahead and try. Uh, but yeah, so basically cops are just without rhyme or reason. They're just mobbing. And anyone who's trying to be a voice and anyone who's making any kind of legitimate money – uh, businesses, stuff like that. I like here in the paper that says, since his marijuana plants were confiscated, Krauss has been relying on friends and people in the medical marijuana community to provide him with medicine, but the supply has not been consistent. He's also been getting angry. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> uh, I try not to spend time in anger because it doesn't serve anything, unless you're the Hulk. My whole goal is to cure the cancer that I've got. I am out begging for medicine and that is so frustrating because i had my own my friends have been coming through but i can't count on that forever that would suck right like you you know that it's helping your cancer and then the cops just took it all away like you finally found something that finally is working and now it's all gone like that would be just my luck like look this is making me taller and less of an asshole and then they just take it away like god damn it and it's making Ian more straight. And then they just take it away. Like dicks. <laughs> Can you even use that in the same sentence? And I mean, he's more straight and he's dicks. More straight. Like, I don't. Oh, well. Jesus. Oh, well. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, we also have uh, an article here stating that medical marijuana centers have money and not patients at heart. Yeah, really. Shame on you, capitalist can, business. Can you not have both? You can. I mean, can you not have money and patient? I mean, like, uh, do, do you? We- if a patient came in and was like, you know, I'm sick and, and I don't have any money, but my check will be here in a few days. Can you help me get by till then? I give. Fuck no! Get out of here! I'm trying to have a business. Yeah, I give. Uh, <laughs> no. I think. I think uh, on average, I give ten percent of our monthly sales away. Wow. And and gifts and free shake no and discounts and samples and That's I give, really cool, man. Which I is mean, about I mean, honestly, like well, I guess I probably shouldn't say the numbers, but um it's a decent amount. Ten percent. I mean it's 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 really ten percent of all of our sales and you know, some months are even a little higher, uh right. especially in the wintertime. Because times are a little rougher, and yep. instead of and and that's just the thing is instead of fronting that ten or, or twenty dollars to somebody, I would rather give them something so they didn't owe me money. Right, because is, once you start digging that hole, that's, right. And the other thing is, is that sometimes if you owe, like I've experienced this with patients, is that if they owe you twenty dollars, they won't come back in because they're embarrassed. Yep. And so instead of that, like if you can give them a little something to and help it's usually get just by, shake or it's 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 never that helps like, though. Bud, it's not it's not like our our best product. No, but of it's something exactly like you said, just but to get when you they by. Do, when they do get paid, they come back. They come right in, and, and, they and the buy other thing that is, bud. is not only do they buy that, but they aren't going anywhere else because exactly. I do take care of them. I do help them out when they need it. That's cool. So it's not all about the money, but. You have to draw the line in the sand that this is a business. It's like a pharmacy. You can't just give this medicine to people. Aren't you trying to help? Well, we're trying to make a living, too. And right. And so that's, I don't get it free from the pharmaceutical companies. I mean, some of them might. You know, I don't know how that lunch went. You know, some people are saving money by using cannabis over their prescription oh, drugs. Absolutely, you know? man. Mm-hmm. Some of this... It's not even killing your leukemia as well as this might. Right. And how much was that? $8,000? You got to do that twice a week for a month? Right. right. Ouch. Um, I just went bankrupt because of cancer. <laughs> and that's that's a sad place to be. You hey, know? I, like you I, get I went sick bankrupt and over my kidneys. You know what I'm saying? Really? So wow. I, I can relate with that entirely. Well, yeah. If Whose you, kidneys do you have? Mine. Oh. They just had to have. I have every last little bit of anything that I was born with. I <laughs> have my wisdom teeth. Oh, I, I have, have. I kept mine. My whatever they take at tonsils or what. I have yep. every appendix. I have, I've never had anything taken out. What of was my wrong body. with your kidneys? Um, acute tubular necrosis. Um, I was over medicated for the flu, and oh, um, it killed your both of my kidneys. Shut down. Damn. Um, uh, for about three days, four. They shut down for about three days, and then they, uh, before I got it into the hospital. Um, but I wasn't back on my feet. How old feet. were you? Twenty-one. Oh wow! 
um, I wasn't back on my feet for about six months. And so in that six months, I dropped out of college. I lost my car. Uh, you know what I mean? I had All to, from a sickness, I got, right? Yeah, I That's got That's crazy evicted, how that works. And I got, you know, $200,000 in medical bills. Yep. On top of my repoed car, no job, no school. You know, and so like. Sick as a dog, probably. Correct. God, and so that sucks, man. That that's a case of bankruptcy. I yep. had absolutely nowhere to go, no funds, no way. I couldn't work uh, for, like I said, about six months or so. You were like off your feet then, like pretty mm-hmm. in the bed. I was I was in the hospital. Ridden. Oh wow! I was in the hospital for seven weeks. Like dialysis or? Um, no, actually, uh, well. They they cleaned my blood twice, and then my kidneys started working again. Ah. Um, and, you know, the doctor was like, it's a miracle. And when I said I don't believe in God, he, <laughs> he kind of smiled well, and said, We're going to take right. these kidneys and give them to someone who does well, believe well, no, in God. <laughs> he didn't either, but he was just saying that because of his bedside Most, manner. And sure, when I said, sure. well, I don't really believe in God, so I don't think it's a miracle. He was and like, he said, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, he said, all right, well, I guess I, I don't have to keep saying that shit. <laughs> And it nice. was like, nice. well, cool. Thank at, you. At least you have some moderate sense. Yeah, you know, right. that really makes me nervous. You know, yeah, God, God uh, is doctors. my co-pilot, so I go in here blindfolded and I just yeah, hack and dick. doctors that that rely on on divine uh, assistance like sure. that makes me really nervous. Guide my hand, oh Lord. How about no? <laughs> yeah, honestly. yeah, that is scary. But uh, yeah, the, back to the the medical marijuana centers worrying about just money and not patients. They say this one's from Colorado, a published front page article indicating those who want the continuation of commercial medical marijuana dispensaries in Fort Collins have raised more than ninety four thousand dollars than those in favor of banning them. And this suggests this assumption might be true. However, nothing could be further from the truth. Thank you. Those of us who support banning commercial medical marijuana dispensaries have never been about money. We have simply believed our citizens should have a voice in whether our city should allow dispensaries in our community. And we have moved forward believing that our position is in our community's best interest. It's for the kids. Our intent is to protect our young people and ensure the health and welfare of our community. So by giving them an alternative to some of these pharmaceuticals, how are you helping protect the wealth and the... uh the the welfare of the community I don't I don't understand that um I think that falls under that category of where you can not. say one thing and do another ah <laughs> oh, yeah I'm familiar with that I've been watching this uh, for the last four years right right so just four years well <laughs> is that when you woke 14 up fourteen years oh, okay. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> but uh, that's yeah it's some places are but it's a it's a business just like any other. I know places like you mentioned that you help people out and some places that are just about the money, like places that write books about how to exploit the gold green rush, you know? All about the Benjamins, baby. <laughs> I'm just saying all about the <laughs> Benjamins. <laughs> and then of course, uh we have medical marijuana advocates criticizing Obama for Saying uh, one for thing lying and doing for being another. the worst president for marijuana since fucking Nixon, sure, or whatever, sure. <laughs> or for I don't know being black. I don't really give a fuck what you make fun of that guy for. It's all kosher here. I really like the 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 nomenclature of like reneging on something. Isn't that? I just I really apropos. I really love the fact that you can really use that literally in this in yeah. this yeah. day and age, like. Uh, and if he taking was taking that slang term and and really putting it to good use, it's oh awesome. yeah, it's it, oh, I mean, yeah. it really should be a political term this this season. We call it pulling an Obama, <laughs> pulling a big O. <laughs> and if if he was Indian though, they'd call it Indian giving. I mean, let's oh, be honest. Oh, they, definitely. It's it's definitely. all the same. But, Do you um, think an Indian would ever be the president of the United States? Uh, I think, if they I think could stay Indian, off the fire water in casinos long enough to run a campaign, sure. I think, I think an Indian no. would have a harder time than any other race. In I think America so too, because to we'd president. be like, "What's his agenda?" <laughs> You're gonna put us on <laughs> Everyone reservations. Everyone would have doubt and give us immediately. SARS, and I'm not down with that. Mm-hmm. I don't want SARS. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we've we've seen this. He came out and what he said that you guys, if if you're operating under your state's medical marijuana law, you will not be prosecuted. And then we've had more raids than like you said ever. since ever. 
So Yeah, Obama's pretty much saying, do as I say, not as I do. Yep. So. In a phone interview last week, Tom Amiano said, quote, I'm an Obama supporter, and that's how it is, and I'm not going to change. However, we are very, very angry about the administration's actions. How many deathbeds have we all sat by where marijuana's relieved some symptoms, he said. He said the feds are, quote, going to have a fight on their hands. Uh, and he planned to meet with Congresswoman Barbara Lee, Democrat Oakland, to discuss the issue. In an interview uh, earlier this week, Leno, who's Leno? I don't know. He said, uh, whereas the federal government is saying that their interest is just as large operators with for-profit models making millions of dollars, that's not the profile of Charlie Pappas, board chair of San Francisco's Divinity Tree Patients Wellness Co-op. So, they're pissed. You're not going to get reelected if you keep this up. You're going to have to bring the troops home and legalize it if you have a prayer of getting reelected. Are the troops home yet? Uh, I haven't paid any I attention. Heard, I think they're still. I think they're still packing up. So, <laughs> do, you think, do you think that they will be? Are they going to be home by Christmas? I mean, is that like the is Obama that the plan? Pledge? I don't know. Miracle? Like, you told me that the other day, and I haven't even. I don't. I, think I really so. haven't even opened a web browser for like two days. I don't think so. I, I hope so. But I don't know. We're, he's going to take mean, him out of there and put him somewhere else. I probably. was just going to say, because he's, I don't know if he's really followed through with anything that he's promised except for Obamacare. And Has so, that happened? Not really. But he huh. certainly tried. He actually tried to do that, whereas, like, the legalize it thing, he, he kinda, didn't. He, yeah, right. He did the opposite of trying. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm wondering if, if that's just a. Like, if he's like, we're going to bring the troops home. After I get reelected, <laughs> but if you don't reelect me, <laughs> now you're staying in Iraq. You like it there? No, it sucks. It's a desert, huh? Yeah, that's right. Reelect me, or else. Where did uh, you say the troops were? Iraq, Iran. What did I say? I don't know. They're over in that middle <laughs> desert shithole somewhere. So uh, let's let's leave Iraq. everybody with this thought. Uh, two great questions to ask uh, anyone. Sure. One: Who are we at war with? Ourselves, um, you know, as a as a uh, uh, military campaign, who are we at war with? And then, you know, ask people to name some countries that start with you. Uganda. Mm-hmm. That's one. <laughs> That's one. Ukraine. There's another uh, one. Europe. <laughs> <laughs> How about no. the United States of America? <laughs> I never would have thought of that either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, Ian. It's been a pleasure. Uh, email info at hotboxpodcast.com. And vote. vote podcastawards.com every day till, what, the 29th? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check just so. Just keep voting, even if even, they That's right. When you go there and it says we won, then you can stop voting. But until right. that happens, I'm going to just need you to keep voting. I, would, I seriously would. I, I don't know if I would laugh or. I don't know what I would do if the Hotbox won an award in the political category. In the news politics area? Yeah, against the other, like, m- actually more, like, yeah. overall political right, shows. Right. You know, we cover a particular subject. Um, right. We, we cover it pretty broadly, though. I like to When think. we digress. Well. <laughs> When we talk about sexuality, show is one large digression. We've covered Ian's sexual preference. <laughs> We've covered, oh man, some etiquette issues. That's some, right? Yeah, we right. go all over the place. It's good stuff. We'll be here uh, Friday, next Friday. We'll do mm-hmm. a show. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, Hotboxpodcast.com/slash/live. You can watch it. Join the Facebook group, like the Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter, and please make sure you go vote. Like I said, you can leave a message for the show. We'll play it four zero six two zero four four six eight seven. Uh, Bye. You. If you like you weed, like this weed, is where this is where you, you need to be. be. <laughs> if you like weed, this is where you need to be.